Morocco and Mali played out to a goalless draw at the Aisha Bahari Cup. The Moroccans, who beat the Malians twice in June, were kept at bay at the Mobolaji Johnson Arena in Lagos by some outstanding defending and goalkeeping by Fatoumata Karantou. Fatima Tagnewit, the goal scorer in Morocco's victory over Cameroon in their tournament opener, was to be denied on this occasion. In turn, it was a much improved performance from Mali, who on the back of a 2-0 defeat to Nigeria in their first outing, went close to breaking the deadlock through Isata Traore. Cameroon and Ghana next in action in the Women's Aisha Bahari Cup, while well, a much-anticipated matchup awaits between Nigeria and South Africa. Morocco had a chance to leapfrog Portugal and go to the top of Group C of the FIFA Futsal World Cup when the two sides clashed in Lithuania on Sunday with both teams having already confirmed their progression through to the knockout stages. The Atlas Lions made a bright start as they got themselves on the board two minutes into the encounter with Jawad netting for the African nation. But Portugal were level seven minutes later, courtesy of Fabio, before taking the lead with a second goal minutes before the end of the first period, Thiago Brito, the scorer. The Moroccans made another good start in the second half as they drew level with Alayane finding the back of the net, but the Portuguese found a way to again get their noses in front as Bruno got on the score sheet in the 29th minute. But three minutes before time, the North Africans found another equalizer, the goal from Bakali, ensuring that the sides finished all square, sharing the spoils in a 3-all draw. Francesco Bagnaia was looking to follow up his maiden MotoGP win in Aragon with another victory from pole at the San Marino Grand Prix at Misano World Circuit Marco Simoncelli. It was a dream start for Italian rookie Enea Bastianini, though, who lives mere kilometers from the circuit, going from 12th to 4th. The opening lap saw another Italian, Bagnaia, on an Italian bike, Ducati, open a substantial lead with teammate Jack Miller holding Fabio Quartararo and Jorge Martin at bay. The latter two were battling for third when Martin lost control of his bike just two laps in and that gave Quateraro a boost. He began to close on Miller with both riders pushing beyond their limits and running wide of the track at turn 13 early before Alex Rins crashed from fifth. Bastianini continued his forging ride and eased past the Honda of six-time MotoGP world champion Marc Marquez. Brad Binder too was again proving impressive in race conditions having moved up from 17th to 9th and pushing for further world championship points. Bagnaia had opted for the soft rear tyre as Quadrado went for the medium and that looked to be inspired as Miller and Bagnaia's pace began to drop. With Quateraro making up a deficit of two and a half seconds to be within 0.2 of a second by the penultimate lap, there was set to be another tight finish on the Adriatic coast. Fresh from keeping Marc Marquez at bay for victory in Aragon, Bagnaia's defensive riding was again on display as he battled the Frenchman in the last lap nail-biter. Marquez just fended off Suzuki's Joan Mir for fourth, though the latter was dropped behind Miller at the chequered flag, owing to a track limits penalty. And while Bastianini claimed a sensational debut podium from 12th on the grid, there would be an Italian victory, although Quateraro will take a 48-point world championship advantage into the remaining four rounds of the season. It's back-to-back -back wins for the Ducati team and Pecco Bagnaia. Bagnaia, brilliance in Mazzano, a masterclass from him. And what about that man? Anea Bastianini, Fabio Quateraro, awesome in second. Bastianini, third place, his first podium in the MotoGP World Championship. What a ride by the rookie in third. Marquez wins that battle with Mira Miller on the last lap. 
Sam Lowe's took an early lead in the Moto2 race in Misano ahead of Raul Fernandez, who was on pole. The top four exchanged positions throughout the race. Aaron Knet battling it out against Lowe's, Fernandez, and the current championship leader, Remy Gardner. Lowe's dropped down the order, allowing Gardner to inherit third position. Knet held on to second, but Gardner made his move on the Spaniard with two laps to go. A mistake from Gardner nearly cost him a second place. However, the 23-year-old kept his composure to finish behind his teammate Fernandez, who won back-to-back -back races. He's had to grit his teeth. He's ridden through the pain barrier twice in a week. He's getting the ultimate reward. Checker flag is out and he's done it again. It's back-to-back -back wins for Raul here in Mazzano ahead of Gardner. Canet an excellent third and Sam Lowe's with another fourth in 2021. These two riders are just class, aren't they? Akiyo's men. Raul Fernandez cuts the gap down to 34 overall to keep the championship alive. It was really difficult the race again today. I sleep at 5 over. I got not sleep very well. Sunday night and uh, Saturday night. And yeah, I'm really happy. Uh, we were really hard this morning on the warm up with the grass. It was uh, really difficult because uh, the track was completely uh, different than that yesterday and I don't have to grip. But yeah, I get, I get another victory. It's incredible. I won't say thanks to my team. They bring me an incredible bite again to my family, to Clinica Mobile, because I work really hard with them. Today the, the hand was uh, really difficult, had the, the good feeling at the end of the, of the, of the race. Romana Fanati started on pole for the San Marino Moto3 race on Sunday and fought to keep his lead on the first lap ahead of Nicolo Antonelli and Dennis Foggia. South African Darren Binder had a blistering start, gaining five places in five corners. Antonelli, who looked on course for a podium finish, ran wide at turn four with 18 laps to go, but managed to stay on his bike. Minutes later, disaster struck for race leader Fanati, who hit the deck into turn 15. Fagia, who inherited the lead, maintained his position to take the checkered flag, winning back-to-back -back races in Italy, while Antonelli recovered from his earlier mistake to take second after passing Andrea Migno, who finished in third. There's just one corner left then for Dennis the Menace. Fantastic Foggia through turn 16 here in Mazzano. And it looks like the Leopard underman has got it done. Back-to-back -back wins for the number seven. Foggia wins at home in Mazzano ahead of Antonelli and Migno. It was an all-Italian podium in Mizano. Dennis Foggia winning at home yet again this season, ahead of Nicolo Antonelli and Andrea Migno, while South Africa's Darren Binder secured sixth position. Pedro Acosta, who is heading to Moto2 next season, continues to lead the championship standings. Four time in the podium and uh, two victory consecutive. I'm really happy. I would like to thank all my team, all my family, but also my team that gave me a bike uh, for for win the race and so I would like to thank all my team and uh, so all my sponsor. It's beautiful win uh, here in 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 home and uh, so I did two two win in Italy one Mugello one here. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. Manuel Gonzalez led race two of the Supersport class in Barcelona with a strong start from the front. The Spaniard lost his position within the opening laps but fought his way back to the front halfway through the race, followed closely by Rafaela de Rosa. With seven laps to go, de Rosa made his move on the race leader and began to pull away from the trailing pack. Gonzalez, however, found his rhythm within the last few laps. It was a dramatic dash to the line with three riders fighting for the win. 
but it was Gonzalez who secured his second victory with De Rossa finishing in third and Nikki Tuli taking the final podium spot. Watch out for Tuli as well on the final turn here. Tuli's going to go the long way round. It's a race to the line. The top three, one behind the other. Manuel Gonzalez versus Rafael De Rossa. Gonzalez holds on. A brilliant race up at the head of the field. His second win in the last three. Manuel Gonzalez, three podiums in a row. Rafael De Rossa cannot believe it. For the fifth time in his career, he takes second position in a super sport race. What a race. What the last laps. When I went wide in the first corner, I thought, no, please, the same problem as Misano, please no. So I, I pushed it really, really hard on the last laps. I was seeing uh, Tulia and Krumenaga suffering a bit in the rear tire. I was always on the limit. I tried to push. I thought I couldn't take the Rosa in the last corner, in the last lap, but uh, the plan went perfect. I tried to close in the last sector because I was suffering there a lot in the race. And in the last corner, I tried to stop the bike and tried to accelerate. Uh, finish first position is incredible. Second win of, of the season. I, I will continue working like this because the team did incredible. The bike was working really, really good. And the race was also really fast. But I'm really happy for this win. <laughs> With the championship lead changing again on Saturday, all eyes were on the title fight in Barcelona as the final day of action ignited with the morning warm-up interrupted just nine minutes before the race as podium finisher Axel Bassani suffered a big crash at turn one. Once the session resumed, it was Jonathan Ray who finished on top. The Super Pole race was also red-flagged due to an incident at turn 11, reducing the contest to just five laps and the starting grid was based on standings at the end of the last completed timekeeping point for each rider. The restart was scrappy with contact between Toprak Razgak Lioglu and Ray, but both managed to stay on their bikes as the Northern Irishman nudged ahead. The 34-year-old then managed to stay in front of his nearest challenger and powered to yet another victory. It's Jonathan Ray who leads Toprak Razgatlioglu. Nothing to choose between them as they come through Catalonia corner for the final time. But it's Jonathan Ray who makes it 5-1 in Super Bowl races against Toprak Razgatlioglu this season, taking the chequered flag. Razgatlioglu with the fastest lap of the race on the final lap, but it's too little and too late. Alvaro Bautista is up on the podium. Race 2 for the Immortal FIM Superbike World Championship at the Circuit de Barcelona, Catalunya was a dramatic affair. The red flags came out on lap 2 of the 20-lap race following an incident involving Lucas Mayes and Tom Sykes at turn 1. A conscious Sykes was taken to the medical center for a checkup where he was diagnosed with a head injury and a concussion before being transferred to Catalunya Hospital for further assessments. The new race distance of 19 laps got underway with Michael Ruben Rinaldi, a fast starter as he moved into the lead ahead of Toprak Razgat Lioglu and Jonathan Ray. Rinaldi and Razgat Lioglu then began to pull away, which saw the Brit get stuck in a battle with Andrea Locatelli for a podium place. Ray's attempt to preserve P3 proved to be in vain, with the Italian rookie getting passed on lap 10 
before Scott Redding and Alvaro Bautista followed him through. Out front, Razgat Lioglu was hot on Rinaldi's heels with the Turkish rider getting past the Italian, but it was just momentarily before Rinaldi reclaimed his lead and then he went on to extend it. Rinaldi wouldn't be caught while the fight for the lost podium spot was going down to the wire. At the start of lap 18, Redding made a move on Locatelli into turn one for third place. Bautista followed Redding through a lap later at the same corner, while Rinaldi went on to claim his first win since Super Bowl race two at Mazzano, sharing the podium with Razgat Lioglu and Redding. As Michael Ruben Rinaldi wins race two here at the Catalonia round, top rack Razgat Lioglu over the line in second. Scott Redding just a tenth behind and Alvaro Bautista two tenths away from the podium positions. The Yamaha's fading dramatically in those closing laps. Jonathan Ray over the line for just sixth position, but he only trails by a single point. Following a third-place finish in DTM Assen Race 1 that saw him take the driver's standings lead, Liam Lawson was aiming to extend his advantage as Race 2 got underway at Netherlands Cathedral of Speed, Circuit Assen. The New Zealander began in third behind Austria's Lucas Auer on pole, with winner of Race 1 Marco Wittmann starting second. The pit window opened at the end of the fifth lap, with both Auer and Lawson stopping at the first opportunity. Kelvin van der Lende, the previous championship leader, had started fifth and was aiming for nothing short of the podium place following disappointment in race one. The South African was involved in a phenomenal battle for fourth with Wittmann throughout much of the race. His younger brother, Sheldon, who claimed his maiden win at Assen last year, had to retire from the race with yet another mechanical issue. I honestly have no more words. I really, I don't have while Lawson breezed past Wittmann into second, Auer, the youngest ever DTM race winner, was looking settled at the front and proved to be challenging to pass. Van der Linde continued his push for a podium place despite being rear-ended by Ferrari driver Alex Albon. By this stage, though, Auer was over three seconds clear of the rest of the field and was seemingly on his way to a comfortable victory. But Lawson managed to eat into Auer's advantage in the final part of the race, bringing the gap down to under a second for the first time on lap 32. Wittmann drove the near-perfect defensive drive to keep van der Linde at bay to the flag and keep himself on the podium, but it was the Mercedes driver who claimed his first victory of the 2021 DTM season by holding off championship leader Lawson. 